0: Hello and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. Seeing as the holidays are upon us and quickly approaching, we thought it most appropriate to devote today's episode to talking about the holiday season. The elephant in the room really, this brings up a lot of past tradition, memories, grief, a lot of feelings and emotions for so many people and we really want to honor creating a space to make the holidays your own and really create a a new environment, almost a new ritual kind of piggybacking on our episode that released last week the importance of of rituals in our lives for nourishing our soul and how we can really
1: translate that into this holiday season. I think a great place to start and piggybacking on our last episode on ritual, I think it's holiday time where a lot of us are challenged in terms of exploring or recreating whatever those rituals are. And oftentimes, many of us do that in relation with family. And holidays really simply become a time where a lot of us return home to those earliest relationships, to those earliest environments, often to recreate our holiday traditions in the way that we once did all throughout our childhood. So in terms of why holidays, I think, are really difficult for many of us, it's really a spectrum from, right, how do I create space? How do I holiday honor these markings in time, which quite universally many people are also honoring? And of course, how do I honor traditions and holidays when that does mean I'm returning home to early relationships and early environments, which of course can be challenging for a lot of us.
0: Whenever I hear the word holiday, I immediately think of the connection to family or think of connection in general as a holiday usually is, yeah, an honoring of a time, a time that usually is, whether, you know, we've chosen it intentionally or not, is this societal agreed upon time where we reconvene with our family. (laughs) Even if we don't connect with them, don't speak to them, don't get along with them, don't hold the same (laughs) views or beliefs or values, we all have this expectation of ourselves to go home and to reunite or to connect. Or maybe you don't have that desire and you can identify that longing of the child that is within you that does have this sort of magical thinking. Or I know for me personally, I little Jenna certainly has this hallmark, idealized, burning desire to just be surrounded by my family with holiday movies at Christmas time or Whatever holiday it is that you're celebrating, it's a time of heart-to-heart connection with others. And for a lot of us, I think we can kind of get stuck in that ideal or that hallmark version where we are going to go home and string popcorn and christmas lights around the christmas tree in our perfect little family setting when that couldn't be farther from the truth for so many of us especially if
1: we come from chaotic or dysfunctional or abusive family systems i'm giggling as you're saying that cuz i think even outside of maybe the moments of string stringing the popcorn which some of us might go home and do in action i know a lot of families have very lively traditions where there's a lot of time spent together doing holiday type activity then there's the reality of how do I feel in terms of while I'm engaging in those activities? And do I feel close and connected and authentic and joyful? Again, to speak to that very hallmark, hallmark view of the holidays. And very much, I think like many of us, and to speak to your point in terms of this idealized version, I know for many years, um, we didn't have the more objective traditions of stringing the popcorn, though what I did see myself endlessly seeking is this warm, close, connected experience. So I would go home and I would plant myself. I'd probably sleep over for several nights around the holidays. And I would be looking for a feeling that if I was really truly being honest, was not present. Um, And what that would then trigger or activate in me is a lot of the same behaviors that I saw in myself in childhood to try and make it okay that I didn't feel that warm, loving connection to my family. So what that looked like for me is a lot of distracting myself away from that feeling of disconnection, a lot of drinking on top of that deep feeling of loneliness that I would feel. And it took me a long time to, I think, embody the honesty of, I don't feel that way in my family. Though to speak to your point, I had this expectation that somehow when I went home, miraculously, I would get those warm, loving, connected feelings that never were there. That's exactly this idea of
0: magical thinking that I can see so many versions of myself romanticizing even until recent where, you know, there's such a hopeful desire or a hopeful want or need in in so many ways when, you know, why do I have that desire to have that close family connection or celebrate those holiday traditions because of a need that was not met in childhood, because I didn't have that connection and that emotional attunement or that safe and joyous environment. So little me is now adult me, you know, living together as one, still wanting and needing that. So the awareness and the observation of that, even your observation of being able to see that, you know, there's a desire for this connection or that ideal family time and that's not how your body's feeling. If you're having a real hard, honest look at yourself, it might feel like emotional turmoil or suddenly you realize, oh, a bottle of wine is gone because I've just decided to numb or drink myself away to get through it. So I think the hope for this episode is that we shine a light on having less of us get through the Mm -hmm. holidays and and continue and seeking out this romanticized idea of something that really isn't reality at all, and instead shifting and pivoting and making a different outcome, maybe creating a different intentional ritual or tradition or space to yourself, or at the very least, being really honest about the objectivity of going back to whatever you consider family. Whatever that sort of core is that you connect with at the holidays, knowing that maybe there is some chaos or toxicity or turmoil there, being really honest about observing it, and one, either having an exit plan for yourself to follow through on so you can start to see yourself showing up as someone who has your own back, who is no longer going to tolerate abuse, and then giving yourself something to look forward to so that we're not just sitting here ruminating over the fact that I don't have this, you know, family vision that I have in my mind. And really I never did. So I'm going to create space to allow that very real grief. And I'm also going to honor the inner child that's still here and very present right now in this moment and intentionally create things with the people in the surroundings that I am safe in and create my
1: own joy and my own play for my inner child. And to be clear, I I absolutely didn't come to this awareness um, in real time for quite some time and actually how it presented for a long time um, until I was able to see this pattern in myself is first I would hear from Lolly, um, my partner for many years who would very much follow me home for those weekends. And anytime she would hear, you know, a holiday was coming up, there was a family dinner on Sunday, I would imagine she would cringe inside because what she would experience in me was Almost a ratcheting up of my stress or my agitation, even in preparation, knowing that, you know, the holidays around the corner and I would be spending time for my family, I would get more irritable, more on edge. And then while I was there with my family, um, very much that agitation because I wasn't able to be honest and to share with my family what I was actually experiencing How that came out for me was really passive aggressive, even sometimes outwardly aggressive comments. I would treat Lolly really simply not so great around my family. And again, very gently over time, she would point those moments out. And then I would have a fallout on the other side of the vacation, the time with my family, where I would still have that residual agitation. And now I had conflict with Lolly and I, and then we had a repair. And it took time for me to see this patterning. It took many comments that I overheard actually, and it would break my heart. My nephew um, oftentimes would comment about how much I drank when I was around my family. And, you know, while of course I have had my history of, of drinking oftentimes very frequently to, to soothe or to medicate this agitation, it was heartbreaking for me to, to hear his view of me as drunk aunt Nicole in, in so many words. And again, this didn't, It wasn't an awareness I was able to hold consciously for some time is what I'm hoping the message is here. It took a lot of conversations with Lolly, her gently kind of urging me to see this pattern of myself. It took me hearing and my heart breaking time and time again and experiencing myself as drinking too much in these instances to really then see The role that I was playing in that, that I was starting to feel this looming stress of time spent with my family, knowing again, that I wouldn't be able to authentically even share space with them the way that I wanted. There was this expectation that I sleep over, that I spend all of this time with them. And the reality of it was I did need to shift and change and put up boundaries and learn new ways to holiday that might include them that also allowed me to have my needs met. And so to be clear, again, I didn't miraculously come to this awareness and be able to shift this patterning. It took a lot of time, of difficulty, of stress, of suffering, of feeling really bad and shameful about myself before I then understood that, you know, Nicole, you are expecting something different and then becoming really understandably heartbroken and then trying the best you can to stabilize in that deep suffering that you're experiencing in those moments.
0: That awareness is your ticket to absolutely everything and really so profound because that existence is happening over time, regardless, moment to moment. So whether you're observing it or not, it's happening and that time is passing. And the more I think you can offer yourself that ruthless compassion and peel back a little and really just play witness to your life, literally as if you're watching a video of your life unfolding. And actually see it for what it is and what it isn't and removing that romanticized rose-colored glasses layer where then a pause from going home to your family or whatever that environment is may be the best choice for you. And by no means are we up here on a mountaintop saying, disconnect from your family, go ice your family. That's not the case at all, though, for Most of you who are drawn to our work or this podcast and these conversations, there is some level of chaos or dysfunction in the environment that you grew up in or came from. And very likely for a lot of you in the environment that you're in now, because we repeat what we know until we become aware and then consistently integrate and practice something different. So I think highlighting and really getting grounded in the empowerment and the reasoning behind why you're maybe wanting to make a new choice, why you're even willing to listen to this episode and maybe create a new environment or a new relationship to holiday or a new tradition this holiday season. Being clear on why you're doing that is really big for the adult you and for the little you. For me personally, coming from an extremely abusive family system, going home to family could not be more toxic or more harmful for me in the holiday season. I quite literally become a different person when I am closely connected to that environment still. And then I take it out on people that don't deserve it like my partners, because there's still wounding there. There's still a lot to, to grieve and really to be honest with. And instead of sort of moping around or ruminating about that and letting it be, I'm grateful for that. And I'm really empowered in being able to see just how much courage it takes, just how much compassion and love that it takes for yourself to not let abuse into your life anymore. And it's not pointing a blame saying, oh, it's this person's fault. My responsibility is me. So if I'm choosing to go or return to an environment that I know is dysfunctional, that I know is abusive, that I know is chaotic and toxic, I know that I'm only harming myself little me and then in turn harming the world around me and the people around me because that's the weather that i'm in so Take a moment to really acknowledge yourself if you are hearing yourself in what we're saying or relating in any way to even honor why there is that inkling in you, in your heart, why there is that piece of you that does feel that pull, that does come alive and does have a deep knowing that returning to a certain environment or person or persons is not the best thing for you and that you can, in fact, Create your own new tradition, your own new holiday, your own new family unit or
1: environment, even if that means it's just beginning with you. And so ultimately, you know, what that means is holding space for possibly the expectation that you have that things be different and also then creating space for What's underlying that, right? What is it that you're seeking? Connection that wasn't there, love that wasn't there, safety that wasn't there. All of that is very real. And then, of course, creating the new limits or the new boundaries. And it might not be hitting pause and removing yourself from the family entirely. It might be modifying. Like I shared, there was an expectation that, you know, the holiday started a couple days before the holiday, ended a couple days after, and that I sleep over that entire time, For those of you who also have that expectation and who that amount of time around family might be difficult, it might look like coming to just dinner, getting a separate space to stay, staying with a friend, staying at a hotel room, creating space. So we can get really creative in terms of what we need to happen once we understand what our needs are in the first place. And then there's the very real conversation that has to apply next, which is the reaction. Right? the family members and how they might feel if we do begin to modify how we're showing up, how frequently we're there, or what our time together looks like. Because the reality is, as we change, as we limit coming over for less time or whatever the limit we might have to make for ourselves to empower ourselves to you know, weather whatever environment that it is, there might be you know, at least at minimum, an expectation that's violated. The family who imagined you would come for that entirety of the time is now being told that your time with them is limited. They might react with surprise or something deeper, again, based on what their deeper wounding might be. So honoring ourself might mean then holding space for how our family feels about our new appearance or lack thereof. While we're honoring
0: this conversation around holidays as it pertains to that connection in family, I also want to honor everyone who's listening and everyone who hears things like this around the holidays and thinks, well, you know, I would love to even have an issue or have a family that I have issues with or that I don't want to see because I would just love to have that family in general. And As someone who, you know, left home when I was 17, 18, and literally just continued to create and build my life on my own from that moment forward, and yes, still had this unrealistic, magical, romanticized thinking of this ideal family unit that quite literally never existed. It's like a projection of my inner child that I've now learned to grieve. I... My heart goes out to everyone who's also experiencing this time, wanting that, needing that connection and still not having it. And I've spent probably more holidays on my own than I actually have ever spent with family, certainly not with family, but, you know, maybe some with friends or volunteering. And for everyone who resonates with that, I do encourage you to take a risk, take a risk at connecting with others maybe that's volunteering somewhere local this holiday season or finding others on you know the path of healing other like-minded individuals that you could possibly create new holidays with or that you would like to share or spend time with something that is for you and that brings you joy because for so many of us we are out here on this journey on our own. And it will take you creating that space for you and really having the bravery and the courage to reach out and to connect with someone else. And if nothing else, maybe volunteering your time in service of another and finding that connection and that service and really shared love and generosity in our humanity during the holiday season.
1: And of course, to just expand on that for all of us who have lost someone, I think, you know, the holidays are a prime time for a lot of, of the grief uh, to come back up as well, regardless of whatever the relationship it is that you had had with whatever, whomever it was that you lost. I think, again, holidays are one of those markers for our subconscious where grief can feel a little more just below the surface or a little more present. And of course, tending to ourself in that way as well. You know, maybe it means just allowing ourselves space and to just be with our sadness or with whatever it is that is coming up. So honoring all of us who have lost people as well and of the grief that I do think comes hand in hand with these more universal markers of time and connection. And as a reminder of when we don't have those people, how close and how overwhelming the loss and the grief can be in and of itself. And something
0: nice that you can do for yourself. Think of something kind and nourishing and loving because that grief or loss during holiday season is absolutely a time that I think the absence of those who have passed or who are gone, even if they haven't physically passed, is so excruciatingly loud. And I know this was, I think, what, the second? This will be the second Christmas without your mom. It'll be the second Christmas without Jake which is wild because he died just a month before Christmas last year. So it literally felt like a blink. And I realize I keep mentioning Christmas and not everyone celebrates just Christmas. I'm just honoring that as it's, you know, Christmas time in our home. But it's whatever holiday, whatever season of change you are celebrating or you are experiencing We usually consistently celebrate or honor or note these things each year, right? So for many of us, we now have three, four, five, six decades worth of these consistent moments that we have all of these memories from. So whatever feeling is there for you, allow that to be, even prepare maybe some space for you to just have feelings in general. Nicole and I spent the last two days really at home in our pajamas super low energy but still getting a lot done around the house really decorating and making the house cozy and homey and creating new rituals really and new traditions and I know for me personally you can speak for you a lot of my I'm getting choked up thinking about it now within a lot of that feeling and this so- sort of somberness and the energy that I've had the last two days is in my grief of my family, of my brothers, of people who are still here. And yes, those who have died, just a lot of grief, I think, for the abuse that I'm seeing more and more newly and more and more clearly as I witness my past. And I'm really grateful that I've intentionally created a surrounding and a safety now where I've built a family, I've built a life. And I'm building new things. And I think that's so powerful. I share it with you because I could not have come from a more abusive or dysfunctional place. And I hope that that really gives hope to those of you who are struggling and who are feeling lonely or, you know, a lot of grief during this
1: holiday season. I think just hearing you speak and What's occurring to me now is even for those of us who have an expectation that the holidays, I mean, I'm even hearing us say the word celebrate a lot. (laughs) Right. I mean, maybe that, maybe that is the gift you give yourself is throw away the expectation that this year even feels celebratory. You know, some of you might be in a place, I'm actually getting chills hearing myself say this, where your mood might be low. There might be very real things to grieve, and maybe throwing away the expectation that you feel any way different than exactly as you feel. I mean, I'm even just hearing us be like, celebrate, celebrate. And Again, maybe that's not the space you're in right now. And maybe just allowing yourself to be in whatever space you're in will shift your ability to be present to a celebration at some point. But again, a lot of us might be setting ourselves up with this idea that holidays feel light, joyful, and or something to celebrate in and of itself. And that might not be the reality that each of you are embodying. And the greatest gift you can then give yourself is just to be in your own presence, whatever that presence might be or feel like.
0: We'll say honor. Let's just swap mm-hmm. out celebrate for honor. Pretend we did not edit and swap that out this whole episode. Like honor, that. whatever is there for you right. in this season and the holiday season. It's interesting that it comes for us, at, at least in Western culture, at the end of the year at a time where even the seasons are going to sleep a bit <laughs> or going dormant and hibernating for the winter so that new life can grow. We are very much the same in natural beings. so. I know nesting for me was a big thing that kept coming up the last couple of days, just being home and actually feeling safe in my space and seeing that glow of Christmas lights and having that sort of coziness really gives me such a visceral feeling and sensation in my body that I know is so crucial and so important for my healing because when I'm aware of that moment... And I can really honor and hang on to that physical feeling of a physical environment that brings me internal safety and I can relish in that feeling. I'm actually strengthening that and strengthening really the beliefs of little me too. The the fear of chaos disrupting or all of that that still lives in my body. I'm actually undoing that physical trauma. So we hope that you gift yourself with an honoring of whatever is there for you this season and that you do something for you that brings you joy, that brings you comfort, and that may even be connecting or giving to another, but making sure that it is in honor and of service to you and little you first. If you would like some other like-minded individuals to engage or connect with after listening to this episode or during the holiday season, please check out our Self Healer Soundboard YouTube channel. You can hit the like button or subscribe to get updates, but you can leave us a comment. Um, That's really the only space that we can interact with you guys in real time. And we love hearing your takes on the episodes, your feedback, what resonates, what is coming up for you guys. And it's been so cool watching you all interact with each other in the comments. I see some of these comments on YouTube and People from all around the world are responding to one another and really befriending another on our journey too. So for everyone who is feeling isolated or alone and like there's no one out there that, that gets you or hears you or sees you, then please head over to the Self Healer Soundboard YouTube channel. There is a whole community really being cultivated there. And for everyone who is viewing or watching on any of our platforms, thank you endlessly for tuning in, for sharing with your loved ones. We Continue to do these ad-free and always will so that we can give you an uninterrupted experience. We love you and we will see you next week.